0: to another 11 p.m. nightcap. I hope you were all doing well today. Hope everybody's feeling fine and doing all right. We, yesterday, had a little bit of a content, uh, story-centric episode. That's not going to be today. Today's just going to be, uh, silly stories from me. But, uh, I also have a new product to demo in Kurgan. Uh, If you're listening, I think you will be interested in this because uh, Kurgan changed uh, my thinking on a lot of things. Uh, He's a very smart guy, and um, I I miss you, buddy. But um, changed my uh, opinion and view on a few things, and we'll get to that uh, a little bit later. But in the meantime... Let's just go ahead and say a cheers and a hello. Oh, sorry to get Charles' from. Hello and a cheers to all of you out there. I overfilled my glass a little bit. It's a little bit of a big pour, but uh, we'll make do. Hmm. Very good. Had uh, some nice gaming time in today. Fairly relaxing day. Uh, got some mail sorted. Although Zycolos, if anybody sees Zycolos, Zycolos, I need to know what your address is so I can send you your prize. But outside of that, uh, today was just a kind of a nice peaceful day. It was very rainy and sleepy and kind of, I mean, it was cold but just kind of dreary. Uh, So I did a lot of reading, spent some time, drank some great coffee, had some waffles for breakfast and uh, had a nice lunch bought a new pair of pants, um, re well, uh, I started watching a movie this afternoon and it was with Charlie Hunnam and Mel Gibson, sort of a crime drama, I think it was called Nothing Left, I can't remember what it was called, but it, it just didn't grab me. The, it wasn't even that the acting or anything was bad, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, but Mel Gibson, like, if you are a person in your life who has never said a thing you regretted out of anger or drunkenness or whatever, but like, <clears throat> the guy stole is a good actor. And uh, the story just didn't grab me. I'm like, I just don't care. So I stopped watching that and rewatched the movie Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Which if you have not seen that, I highly rec- recommend checking that movie out. Not the very least of which is because Christopher Lloyd uh, is just a runaway hit in my opinion in that movie. Uh, Christopher Lloyd just nails it. It was great to see him back on screen. I've always loved Christopher Lloyd. And uh, I think that movie, I hate to I hate to be a versus whatever sort of guy, but <clears throat> I feel like that movie nobody, was a better John Wick than John Wick 2 and 3. I'm not really gonna put it against the first movie because I really like the first movie. The sec the second and third, I was just kinda like, yeah. But this nobody movie is spectacular. Uh, Apocalypto is one of your favorites. I mean, you look back at the guy's career and the movies that he's done. In and even if you're going to be one of those, well, actually people about say Braveheart and whatever, but man, I remember seeing the movie Braveheart and I'm like, God, I've never seen anything like this the movie is fucking blew my mind. Mad Max, Tequila Sunrise, Braveheart, Lethal Weapon, Apocalypto. Um, uh, what was that? Uh, <laughs> Edge of Darkness, um fucking payback mel gibson and payback like look i love lee marvin but that but payback is so much better than that original source movie in material so at the risk of this being a runaway the whole rest of the episode um i feel like unfortunately for mel gibson he was a victim of hollywood uh, where sort of like s- a lot of actors have talked about, where you very much get chewed up, you don't know who your friends are, you don't know who you can talk to, and the guy needed friends and needed people to talk to, and everybody he did stabbed him in the back, and the, the guy just fucking fell off, quote-unquote, the edge in the darkness. So, but hey, Black Cat, good to see you. Krista, stopping in with some froggies and some nice rainbow hearts. Krista, how are you? Hope you're doing well. Uh, the Passion of the Christ. I mean, that was okay, but I, I it didn't, to me, like, uh, like Apocalypto, it just... I don't want to say, like, there aren't a lot of movies that are like that, but kind of. But, uh, anyway... Um, seeing some of the recent movies that Mel gibson has been in i'm like man that you know he, he he still he can still hold the screen so nobody uh the movie nobody is a whole lot of fun um i feel like that is a movie that doesn't get the acclaim and talked about as much as i think it should not only because of the performances by bob odenkirk and rizza and uh christopher lloyd but also the direction uh in the cinematography and then i feel like is very underrated it has enough of a dark humor without just doing that whole bathos pathos horseshit that they do in all the marvel movies there's a little bit of some of some uh uh some cleverness to it that doesn't make it feel cheap or like they're being silly um so i in a lot of ways hope they would make a sequel or something to that but then there's a part of me that says i hope they don't because it stands good on its own but man uh you know bob bob odenkirk way underrated um you know i i'm a huge fan of better call saul actually in my own view think better call saul is a better show than Breaking Bad, uh, in a whole lot of ways, but that guy from being in Mr. Show and a comedian and a whole lot of real surreal bizarre stuff, you know, the, the Tim and Eric shows, uh, that guy's got like real acting chops and, and I just, I eat up everything I see that guy in. And for that matter, Better Call Saul, Rhea Seahorn. Uh, absolutely is, I mean, I don't want to say almost steals every scene that she's in, but that's another one where like, I don't know why some of the people from the, and, and maybe the reason why is because they're not as much of uh stuck up Hollywood fuck face people like a lot of the other in celebrities, but geez, Rhea Seahorn talk about just playing a powerful character, let alone female character is just incredible. Uh, Krista says, blah, rainy day is going to be a decent week though, 40s and 50s. We're, we're in that weird stage of like, it's going back and forth, so today it was a little warmer, but now we're getting rain and snow and it's 35, and then it's going to go up to 50 on Wednesday, and then Saturday is supposed to be 28, and like, fucking, will you just get out of here with us, just warm up and be spring, please. Fuck's sake. It's raining shit. Stop it! Stop it! So, well, let's get to a product review, okay? Um, I very much, especially in the days of mouse use, phones, controllers, keyboards, um, all that sort of thing, think it's very important to keep a strong grip. I've always been a proponent of having uh, strong hands Oh, wait a minute. He's here. Zykolos is here with an Aloha. Zykolos, I need you to whisper me if you could, where I can send you the prize that you won uh, from that other episode. So if you can, please uh, send me where I can I can mail you something. It's small, so you're not gonna get like some giant crazy thing. But if you could, please uh, send me your contact details but uh in terms of grip and i remember having this old school little spring wooden hand grip trainer but you can quickly outpace that thing and the ergonomics aren't great because they're made for a smaller hand and the shape of them aren't good and so then you move up to the you know they had this plastic grip trainer that was a little better but again the ergonomics aren't so great And it gets to the point where you can do about 18 bazillion repetitions on it. And that really isn't making your grip stronger. Um, You know, yeah, eventually after 18 gazillion reps maybe. But um, I recall Kurgan showing me uh, he had this thing called a grip master where the individual articulated pieces of the fingers were under individual little springs. So the little individual springs... And then on the other side, there's a spring by your palm and that's used for a lot of guitar players to uh, build up the strength for your individual fingers as opposed to just your palm grip. And again, that's good, but I feel like it puts a little bit of sort of an awkward position on some of your fingers. And again, it's it's like, okay, you're, you're pinky, but like you're eventually going to go back to, to get a heavier workout um, you know, the stability of your hand, especially if you're lifting weights. I mean, it's not like you're going to be lifting stuff and particularly depressing it and pushing it with your pinky. So I eventually moved on to these things called the captains of crush and the captains of crush are strength and number rated where uh, above a certain number, you can actually get certified if you have a picture of yourself closing them all the way. But I feel like, uh, where that starts to get hard is if your hand is bigger and you wrap too much around the posts, it becomes kind of hard to crush that to the point where you're going to be touching them together. Now if you had a smaller fan and a uh, smaller hand and fatter fingers, it'd be easy, but I have, I don't know, fairly longish uh, fingers. And so anyway, you got to watch out for your knuckles and all the rest of that stuff. And you don't want to overdo it. And so then I moved to this thing that has little springs that you sort of close like that. And a lot of this was, I've done rock climbing stuff. I like to do shooting sports. Um, and weight training. And so the last thing that you want to do is have uh, your grip fail and drop and hurt yourself or hurt something. Or get fatigued to the point where in the middle of some sort of lift or otherwise, your grip gives out. <clears throat> Or if if your grip starts to get weak and you have a a barbell or dumbbell and it slips out of your hand. I I remember being on Monkey Bars once a long time ago and was hanging from these Monkey Bars and my hands got tired. And so my my grip basically let go and that bar slid along the bottom of my hand and it ripped all the calluses. Uh, So basically all these little pads of skin just got ripped off. Not good. Um, <laughs> so I then moved to things like the little putty balls, uh, and little, you know, they have like these, these rubber balls that are sort of filled with like a lead shot, some sort of material and those kind of work. But, um, you know, I sort of tapered off from that because I was having pain problems in my hands and my arms. And part of that was, um, getting some therapy to figure out how to mitigate some of that pain. And now that I have, I want to go back to trying to train and work out some of my grip and my forearms. Uh, Krista says, definitely have small chubby fingers. My mom used to say I was built like a football player. You know, in that regard, then some of these grip trainers probably would work very well for you. And um, again, I would recommend, I, I think a lot of people erroneously attribute hand wrist, uh, and possibly forearm pain to carpal tunnel when it's really not carpal tunnel. It's a mix of, uh, either over tightness in your flexors and, or just a general, you're not working out enough of the rest of your muscles so that you're putting too much strain on somewhere and some physical fitness and or therapy would probably help, especially if, uh, your physicians immediately go, ah, carpal tunnel, time for surgery. Like, yeah, maybe not. Um, so let's see. That's uh, a joke. So um, that all being said, the thing that I've got, and this is a new style, um, and I hadn't seen these before recently, but I, I uh, bought them the other day and now they don't uh, I haven't wound it all the way up to the end. But what I like about this, okay, is this is a little bit of a different configuration. And what I like, number one, is that the ergonomics of this more appropriately fit the shape of your hand. And I don't like the ones where it's just the two flat posts with the knurled uh, steel. I feel like it just grinds off the skin on your hand and you can't quite get the correct grip. But what is cool about this is this little dial on the front. So the little dial on the front, you you can turn this dial and you can sort of see that little spring moving. So you can adjust the tension on this so that you can do a warm up with it at less tension and then turn it up and get more. And what I like about this is you can sort of even just see from me holding it that not only are the ergonomics this way do they allow you to sort of press with your fingers rather than some of the other ones where they're only in here, you're able to get more of an articulation with the end of your fingers. And if that doesn't work for you switching it around, this piece actually also fits pretty well in the palm. So that if you want to work more on just the macro part of your hand, you can crush it this way and tuck it a little bit more closer to your knuckles. So it allows you to use it both directions and sort of work out your hands, fingers, and forearms in a different fashion. But the little rubber grips and everything else on here are way more comfortable on your skin. And I think that the spring tension on the top, just given the way that that curve works, to me this is much better and easier. And I can get the full closure of this all the way to the end. Especially if I hold it this way. It's much easier for me to crush this all the way down. And so to me this is just a far superior design and not expensive i think like so this came as a two-pack and i think they were twelve dollars so not not the hardest thing in the world if you were really going for like true power lifter style grip this probably wouldn't be enough i don't know if i'll get up to that point again but again the shape of this is fantastic these are, this is, these are some of the best hand grips I have ever gotten. Um, the ergonomics are better. The plastic with the rubber is way easier on your hand. It focuses uh, on you being able to basically get that full exercise and repetition without a lot of discomfort on the underside of your knuckles. Uh, like I say, you can press more with your fingers if you want to build up some finger strength, and again, because it's sort of a tacky rubber surface, your fingers aren't gonna slide off, but it also isn't just gonna rip your hand to shreds. Um, So when you don't hit the gym, you can do some exercise at home, at least for the hands. Absolutely. And so this is one of those things, Black Cat said they say those are good for high blood pressure. I've heard that as well. So this is a case of, hey, if you're sitting and watching TV, just have these on some end table And just pick these up until you get that warmth in your muscles and you feel like it's enough and then you put them down. Easy. You don't even have to do a whole dedicated gym session. You know, I feel like you're not really going to work out your hands to the point where you're super sweaty and breathing very hard. Uh, But it's just a good thing to alleviate some of that, I feel like, locked up tension that you're going to get If you're holding your phone all day, or if you're working at a keyboard or a mouse all day. And having two of them is nice because you can sort of stretch your shoulders and arms back and hold them out to the sides and make sure you're sort of doing a stretch. So these are made by a company called KDG, you can just find these on Amazon. Again they weren't very expensive, but I'm a huge fan of these. These are some of the nicest grippers I've ever had. Um, let's see, if I tighten this all the way up to the end, let's see how hard it is, is the maximum, uh, tightness. So let's see, if I bring this all the way to the end, <laughs> if I bring this all the way to the end, this is pretty hard. It's not as hard as some of the Captains of Crush grippers that I got. But I feel like this is enough, and is probably more than anyone really needs. Again, unless you're going for some champion level crazy shit. Um, And even one of these works. But like I say, what what was nice about these is they came in pairs. Um, So you can do both of your hands at the same time. I'm a big fan of doing things like that in parity. Um, just so that you're balanced, you know, as you do one side or do one hand, do the other hand so that you don't uh, just focus on one because you're probably stronger in one hand than you are in the other. Uh, Zychola says, that's new to me. I have high blood pressure. Maybe you should get one of those stress balls that have their eyes pop and you squish them. I I would. Or you can get um, stress putty. So I I demoed that on one of the streams. It's therapy putty. It's a little bit of a firmer, silly putty, and it comes in a larger glob, uh, basically for an adult-sized hand. And that's very nice to crush and just move around. It helps articulate and get all of the blood moving in your hands. It, it prevents you, you know, especially as Krista was saying, a good fidget tool. I very much am a non-idle hands person. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't like just sitting like I, I'm always fidgeting with something with my hands. And so something like that is a great way to make sure that you don't overstress your hands. But you can also do the thing where you basically wrap the putty around your fingers and then you work basically uh, on exercising your hand this way, which is important. You don't need to like totally go crazy with that. But again, balance. You, know, you have muscles that work two ways. You have moving your fingers in and you have your fingers out. So get a little balance on that because all day we're doing this on keyboards and mice. You're doing this all day with a phone. So focus on getting some release and stretching your hand out. Okay. Maybe even with that you can get a little cracking sound when you make a fist. Possibly, but that's often just the gas escaping between your knuckles. Um, unless your cartilage is totally gone and that's bone on bone, that's usually not that big of a problem. I can do that with, let's see, I can't do it now because I was just working with but I can often with this hand. If I roll my knuckles in like this and squeeze, I can pop them. Um, it's not really that dangerous unless you're grabbing something really heavy and they pop because when they pop, there's a little bit of a gap when the gas uh, escapes. So yeah, these grip trainers, way better style than the old ones. Uh, Again, unless you're going for total crazy shit, I wouldn't recommend something like those Captains of Crush. Yeah, they're made out of aluminum and they're basically indestructible, but um, I don't find them comfortable. They hurt my hands, they hurt my skin. I just don't find that to be enjoyable. And honestly, I feel like I overdid it. And that was the other thing that I was told as well. I think maybe you overdid that. So maybe like relax your grip training a little bit. So there's uh, just some information. uh, As I come across things like this, I like to talk about them and share them a little bit. Uh, Maybe it gives you something interesting to look into, whether you're looking at, a small present for yourself or somebody that you know that has some difficulty either with their hands or for you. Whether it's blood pressure or if you just feel like, uh, I don't know, maybe your grip is weak. Um, like I say, I like uh, shooting firearms and you don't need to have a, a just a ridiculous uh, hand grip. But you do want something that's firm. And... That even sort of holds water. If you're working outside, uh, you may find that, oh, when I work outside and work in my garden, I get in and my knuckles and hands and everything are sore. It's like, well, it might, you might want to do some training on that. It could be that your hands are weak. And so when you go out to do something like that, you overtax them and now your body is screaming because it's not used to that work. So some ideas. Cheers. So. That being said, let's just take a few minutes to just chat and do whatever and then when we get over the half hour mark we'll get into a little bit of the episode's title which is Guts. It's probably not the kind of guts uh, that you may hope we were going to be talking about. It's not, it's certainly not courage talk. (laughs) So um yeah, the rest of this week um like I say, I did uh, uh, did get the uh okay, psychologist fetching a a drink. Perfect. Perfect time. I have a like. I, I wanted to go out and have a cigar today, but it was a little too windy. And I was like, "Oh man!" So like, I had my nicotine patches, and I'm like, kind of go for another one. But I also feel like I should go to bed. Man, days like when you get a day off, it just flies by. It's that whole time diet, like, it's 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 awesome to me that as humans. We have such a shared understanding of certain parts of our human condition, time, you know, time flies when you're having fun. It's like, that's, that's so fascinating to me, just the tenet of perception that, yeah, when you're enjoying something, it goes by really fast. And when you're miserable, it seems like things take forever. Like why couldn't it be the other way around? Why is it why can't it be that when you're having a blast, it feels like it's lasting forever, and when you're miserable, time just goes pew. How do we how do we flip the switch and make that go the other way? I feel like it's a bamboozle. <laughs> it actually doesn't feel like it's this late. I know, right? That's part of the time dilation thing of the show. I'm usually having a whole lot of fun, and because I'm talking with you guys, I'm like, how is this already an hour? How is that an hour? I get to work and get up for work in the morning and I feel like the first hour a day feels like it takes 10 years. Psycholos, what drink did you get? Just water? Are you making some tea? I picked up a bunch of uh, Bang Energy drinks today. Um, I did some reading and research on those. Kind of a nice company in that regard and formulated uh, by, I think, a chemist slash uh, physician guy. But like, wanted to make sure that the ingredients they put in there were not just flat stimulants that they wanted to make a drink that you could truly use if you're an athlete or using it as a pre-workout or post-workout and i like that the flavors don't taste like some of the flavors are pretty good and they don't put a lot of dye in it as a matter of fact i don't know if they put any dye in it Which, like, you've heard me get on that soapbox before. Why does everything need to be dyed a fucking color? Like, I can taste it and taste what color it is. It doesn't need to be a color for me to taste it. Quit making me drink dye all fucking day. And so I'm a big fan of these Bang Energy drinks. They don't have any sugar in them. They're tasty. And they have this one that's like a chocolata flavor. And it kind of tastes like chocolate cheesecake in chocolate NECA wafers, especially if you slurp it so that you get air and you're like <sniffs> it, that stuff is delicious it's fucking delicious. psychologist uh, so drinks water only the whole day to come will be a water day. Okay I mean, hey, hydration is good, water is good. But a tea does sound good. I think I'm gonna have a cup of tea when I go upstairs I got some of that Yorkshire gold it's really not. I imagine people from England would probably uh, kill me because I typically just heat up a mug of water in the microwave. Although, sometimes, uh, sometimes I just put the tea bag in my coffee pot and just run in hot water and just brew it that way because why not? Oh, chocolate Neko wafers. I love chocolate Neko wafers. Mm hmm. So podcast, folks, let's take a break. We'll be right back. I don't know. So psychologist is talking about fennel tea. I don't know if I've had that. What are the... Are there any good health benefits to fennel tea? And so maybe it would help uh, one's stomach. Because I have to say... Uh, My guts and stomach are not doing so great right now. And I've had a little bit of a touchy stomach, I feel like, for quite some time. And it's hard often to pinpoint what will set that off. However, I have a little bit of a story from my youth on that. Uh, Krista uses her Keurig for water. Do you... uh, I feel, like it's, I feel like that's like a good use for those because they're like, oh, why don't you guys have electric kettles? I'm like, because I have a coffee pot or I have this Keurig thing that does the same fucking thing. It just heats the water up really fast. Like, wh- why don't you need an electric kettle? <clears throat> Especially like a microwave. I feel like the energy use on that is pretty efficient. But, um... I had a giant steak for dinner. Uh, wait. Zycola says you can usually drink fennel tea when you have a cold or to calm down your guts. Well, see, I need some fennel tea because my guts are not happy with me right now. I had a giant delicious steak with some sautéed mushrooms for dinner and some buttered corn. Mm. Probably had more than a yelm. It was probably it's probably about 2.2 yelm. Uh, so several yelm. And, um, and what else do I have with that? Uh, they have these sweet rolls, these, these hot bread rolls with like a cinnamon butter spread and, um, a cup of Texas chili, uh, and then two beers. So I'm, uh paying the price for that a little bit <laughs> delicious but i've been farting near non-stop for about the last several hours uh just pfft. black cat says i have a glass kettle she doesn't like the plastic you know as long as it says that it's bpa free i'm okay with it the old plastics Definitely don't heat up or use heated water in old plastic. That stuff is full of phthalates and all the that, That's no bueno. Um, but generally, hot stuff like that, I prefer to have it in glass. So um, that's her often just putting a, a mug of water in the microwave. Krista says microwave usually overheats the water. I mean, it can. I I have... Like, I know some of the mugs I have, you fill it up, I know exactly. It's like, I put a mug in there two minutes. It comes out, it's not boiling, it's just the perfect temperature. So you got to find that sweet spot. Which also, I feel like, the mistake sometimes people make is, well, you have all these different sizes of mugs. So, if you put that mug in there for a minute, well, that that mug is bigger, so that's going to be cold, or not hot enough. But then you put that in and you put it at the same time. Now it's going to boil over. So you got to find out what your microwave with your wattage and how big of a, you know, how much fluid you're putting in there. Like, eh. but then every now and then i also just put some water in there and boil it on purpose. Because uh, that steam makes it very easy to clean your microwave. Hydrate? Alright, well, I don't have a command, but I'll do it. Mmm. It's alright. It works anyway, see? worked anyway. Heats from the inside out. The agitation of those molecules, that's also why it's often good to let things sit for a little bit. Um, after you microwave cook them, to let the heat even out. Especially with denser materials and that's why like eggs will tend to explode because you basically heat the middle and then you're trapping all that steam in there and then as soon as you puncture it just (laughs) yes cheers thank you but so my guts are not happy having eaten the giant steak and chili and the sweet bread rolls and the yelmed up corn and uh the two tall mugs of Budweiser so Uh, my stomach was not doing great. What I have found, at least for me, that mitigates a lot of that gas is activated charcoal capsules. And there is some danger of that because what I didn't know is that in a lot of cases, I guess, activated charcoal can interfere with the absorption uh, of certain medications. So, you wouldn't want to take a prescription medication and then take the active uh, activated charcoal uh, right around that time because you may be uh, mitigating the effects of your of your medicines. But rather than take something like a gas X or any of the rest of the stuff, I feel like for me the activated, the act, you know, the charcoal capsules work fantastic. Um, so I took a couple and I can already tell uh, I don't feel as bloated and my stomach is sort of settling down. But rolling the tape all the way back, I remember in high school having several days where, man, my stomach would just be killing me. And I didn't want to go to school. Now, I didn't like going to school anyway. But it makes it even worse when your stomach is killing you. And I think my dad often thought I was just full of shit and just complaining about it and not wanting to go. And was like, no, I don't to go anyway. And I was like, God, I feel, just, I feel terrible. And like, you know, sharp stomach pains. And, uh, let's be honest, I wasn't necessarily eating the best. Well, that's a little bit of a lie. I would normally just have a cereal or whatever for breakfast. Uh, oftentimes I would rush through that, but my uh, mother was a great cook and used to make great dinners. My during the day and my lunch usually wasn't super great, to be honest, I would often eat uh, a bag or two of some Cool Ranch Doritos and a Mountain Dew, which was probably not the greatest thing, but it was weird that often it was the morning where my stomach would be the most upset, and and just these sharp like uh, style pains. I and I couldn't figure it out. I I you know I'm like man, why is my stomach hurt so bad? So. Eventually, at one point, uh, Zykolos says he can't keep his eyes open. He has to go. Man, that fennel sleep or fennel tea wipes you right out. Zykolos, thank you so much for stopping by. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate you. And if you can, please stop by and check out Zykolos' stream. Very nice gentleman. Plays a lot of interesting games and is a great supporter of the channel. So thank you so much and have yourself a great night. Look up mukwas. what is mukwas? Let's look that up. So we'll take a side offshoot. So where we're talking about is my guts being, let's see, did I spell this right? A colorful South Asian after meal snack or digestive aid, widely used as a mouth freshener, especially after meals. It's okay, made of various seeds and nuts, often fennel, Anise, coconut, coriander, and sesame. They're sweet in flavor and highly aromatic due to added sugar and the addition of various essential oils, including peppermint oil. The seeds can be savory or sweet, coated in sugar, and brightly colored. The word is an amalgamation of the Sanskrit words muck, mouth, and was. Mmm, smells. Mmm, <laughs> mmm, mmm. Dash V, stopping in with a highlighted smiley face. Dash V, how you doing, sir? Uh, Zachary says, thanks, it's always interesting and a lot of fun here. Good night. Take it easy. An after-meal delicious treat. I used to like those uh, uh, those little after-dinner mints, the little, I think those are anise flavor, aren't they? Is that how you say it? Um, but uh, I'm going to go on a little bit of a soapbox here. Um, I remember, it's good for digestion a restaurant you went to, always had it. A lot of Indian restaurants will have those. Uh, they'll have either the fennel seeds or they'll have a dish of that, uh, when you leave. So, I think I've had some of that before. But I don't know if I ever had it as a digestive thing. Usually it was for breath. Um... But I recall uh, my father listening to some AM radio or something that he used to listen to on the way home. And he heard uh, this guy talking and he was talking about the dairy industry and about all of the hidden demons and very sketchy, scary shit that the dairy industry has pulled. Not only just the dairy industry and the FDA themselves, but also in combination with Monsanto and things like uh, bovine growth factor 1, um, and insulin-like growth factor 1. And so anyway, in a combination of all of that, they, he also talked about how a large portion of adults tend to be lactose intolerant to some certain degree, and that especially, for whatever reason, a lot of black or African American people tend to be lactose intolerant, And they don't know necessarily why, but also find that a lot of the people who are colored that tend to drink a lot of milk because it is relatively inexpensive, but gives you some calories, then don't understand why they have such bad stomach problems. And so in this talk, the guy said, hey, here's a challenge. I would like to challenge people that... Especially if you have any stomach distress. Try for one month to not consume any dairy. Like, eliminate as much of it as you can out of your diet. And at the end of that month, see how much better you feel. And I said, huh. Well, I do put milk in my cereal in the morning. And that tends to be when my stomach feels really terrible. So I stopped using milk in my cereal and I started using water and I used to use water because when I would go camping or backpacking, you aren't going to carry milk. So you typically just use water. So I stopped putting milk in my cereal and I stopped eating cheese and ice cream and all the rest of that stuff. Krista uh, says, I think I heard somewhere that milk isn't actually as good for us as you thought. It's not good for you at all. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, You should not, as an adult, consume dairy products. Asterisk. Especially not from a dairy cow. And you can get in all sorts of reasons on the chemistry for all of that, but specifically dairy cows as opposed to something like goat's milk. Much different formulation, but... It's not good for you. The whole idea that it's got all this calcium, well, yeah, kind of per volume it does. When you think about how you digest that and the mechanism of action for how your body processes and absorbs calcium, you get far more calcium from eating green leafy vegetables, say spinach or broccoli, than you do for milk. The idea that milk is this grand super healing food is horseshit. Um, it's believed to be a large reason why there's such an obesity problem. Um, people will say, oh, but we have, you know, osteoporosis, especially women. Okay. And, and, and sorry for this roundabout, but what this came about was my mother had cancer. And at one point she had bone cancer and her bones were getting weak because they had tumors, uh, growing in the cores of some of her bones. And so there was a danger that her bones were going to get weak and crumble under the pressure of basically the rest of her body. So, part of that came down to doctors recommending drink a lot of milk. You need a lot of milk because you need a lot of calcium. And what I learned also at the time is that by and large, most doctors and or physicians are not nutritionists. So if a physician says you have a thing that's off and they recommend you eat or take a thing, you might want to ask about seeing a nutritionist because let's be honest for all the conditions and things that they'd be like going to your mechanic and asking him how to fix your air conditioner. Look, I'm not saying they're stupid people. They're certainly not, but I would take nutrition advice from especially just a family physician with a little bit of quote-unquote a grain of salt. That's just my opinion. This is my experience. This has just been the things I've, I've gone through in my course of life. But telling my mother to drink milk, which number one, you aren't really getting much calcium from in the first place. But also if you go down the studies and read about things about how Monsanto and the Bogvine growth factor increases the level of insulin-like growth factor one, which fits in the enzyme lock and key, with the human enzyme system. It's bad, and especially for somebody who has cancer in the body, especially bad. That's what I believe. That was on the research and the reading that I've done. I also like to often use a certain sort of analogy, which is, if you wouldn't breastfeed from a rat, or you wouldn't breastfeed from a cat or a dog, why do you do it from a cow? What other animal breastfeeds from another animal, especially once they're out of infancy? By and large, the answer is none. And then you get this weird reaction from people where it's like you're attacking some religious dogma. I don't know why, but I feel like a large portion, especially here of the U.S., the population is brought up to believe that milk is some pure, happy, great substance that everyone should have if you want to be healthy. And so when you tell them milk is actually probably terrible for you and you should stop drinking it, you get this very bizarre, almost anger response. And that's what was very interesting to me, too. I had, a, I had a friend of mine, she got, like, pissed at me. Especially my sister got, like, kind of pissed at me. I'm like, what are you mad at me for? I'm like, look, you are a person who's got, like, go read the same thing and tell me if you think that's bullshit. Like, but by and large, um... All fair. What sucks is how hard and expensive it is to find holistic th- answers to things. To cure your son, you had to become an endocrinologist, neurologist, nutritionist, an allergist, and a general practitioner. It's brutal, dude. It's brutal. And and I wish I had been more knowledgeable about some of this stuff. No one of those professions knows all the but Of course not. It, it's too much. That's, that's too much knowledge, I feel like, for one person to try to get a handle on and be an expert in. Back in the old days, I used to use a wet nurse and none were available They used goat milk. The formulation of goat milk is different. The, some of the chemical components that are in goat milk, especially the enzymes that control growth of cells, do not bind with human beings the way a dairy cow does. It's one of the rare instances in nature where it does. At least as far as last I was reading. So. Yeah, it's like asking a mechanic to fix your plumbing or a roofer to fix your computer. It is. So. I stopped drinking milk for a month. I... Decided to be strict about it and cut dairy 100% out of my diet. Um, And at the end of that month, my stomach pains went away. So before that month was over, those stomach pains that I used to get in the morning, gone. Maybe that was placebo effect, but I don't think so. Because what I've noticed as time has gone on is that dairy is definitely one of those things that will set me off. And it's weird because if I have dairy on a day, like I could eat some pizza at a friend's house and it's fine. But then that's the last dairy I can consume for probably several days. And by any dairy, I mean anything over a small pad of butter. So drinking milk to me, like drinking a glass of milk, uh, is revolting and also turns my stomach. Because the last time I had that, uh, I felt like somebody was slicing my stomach open with knives. So I don't know if I'm necessarily lactose intolerant, but I do have a point at which consuming a certain amount of it makes me feel very sick. It's the same with ice cream. We have, like, a family birthday party, and they have ice cream. Uh, It's like, all right, I can have that ice cream if I haven't had any other dairy for a while. Makes me ill. Um, And so there are certain things like this, for whatever reason, that just set my stomach off. Um, I imagine today it was probably a combination of eating chili, which I felt like had, like, a lot of, uh, what is that, turmeric... Or what Like, had a little bit of a, a, a flavor. I was like, eh, I bet you that's going to upset my stomach. A little too much of a heavy dinner. Between the buttered corn and the steak and the mushrooms and the chili and <laughs> the bread and the beer, that was a little bit of a... Eugh. Fee says, sounds like you are, you're similar, you can only have dairy before 3 p.m. and you're fine. Krista uh, says yep that's definitely me Especially if you don't take your lactose pills And so That's where I occasionally Want to talk to people and go Then why don't you just stop it Just don't have dairy anymore But I really like cheese Can you explain this to me I feel like especially And uh, I apologize if this sounds sexist why, do, why are women So addicted to cheese What is with that I mean, I had somebody where they're like, hey, uh, after doing this, I went and I did find out that I'm lactose intolerant. But, like, I just love cheese. I'm going to keep eating cheese and cottage cheese. Like, what? If it's making you sick, why would you keep eating it? Black K used to get stomach pain over years back and thought it was coffee. I tried a couple of things and it ended up being refined wheat. Refined wheat and grains like that, that's another thing of going back to your comment about ancestors. And you think about that sort of things uh, and you stretch out the timeline of how long we've been around. And really, it's been only fairly recent in that regard uh, that we've eaten that. So... That's why a lot of people, I feel like, tend to also have a problem with that. Which is why, for my own self, I also don't eat a whole lot of bread anymore. Um, I find that is another thing. Especially, oh, get the healthier wheat bread. It's healthier to eat the wheat bread. No, dude, it fucks me up. Like, I can't eat that. It makes, like, it will wreck up my guts. and makes me feel so fucking sick. And so I was trying to eat the things that I thought were supposed to make you healthy. And as it turns out, that shit was why I, was feeling, why I felt terrible all the time. And so, I'll often tell me, look, you know what I really enjoy? I really enjoy a grilled chicken breast and like some Brussels sprouts. And that's my dinner. Oh, you don't have a potato and a bread? I'm like, no. I don't. Why? I uh, well, but what about the food pyramid, man? Fuck the food pyramid. I feel like the people that made that up had no idea what the fuck they were talking about, and half of it was probably because they wanted to spread out and even out the money that they got paid and kicked back from various agricultural resource groups. Fuck! If I don't want to eat that, I'm not eating it. <laughs> but if you go full vegan for a week, the effort you can have dairy completely penalty free for a month. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a it's like a It's like some poison or damage meter in a video game. Up until I hit the, the, up until I hit the limit, I'm fine. But then as soon as I go over it, I can't stop farting and they're like hot sticky farts and I just feel sick. You like coffee with your cream and sugar? You put milk in your coffee and tea. All of your favorite foods have dairy. But you know, part of me says, uh, stop it. Or at the very least, if you're going to consume stuff that quote unquote has milk, don't eat cow dairy milk. Try goat milk or goat cheese or almond or cashew or rice milk or something else that is not from a dairy cow. I'm not saying... I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. If that's what you... If that's what you like and that's what you love, I get it. But my guts have been way better. Every now and then people are like, Oh, God, you eat all those counties and be Like, no, you know what set me off? Was eating the fucking scoop of ice cream that somebody gave me. And, like, that's why my stomach got all fucked up. It wasn't fucked up from eating the hot dog. Trust me. Like, I, I'm fairly in tune... With enough of my body at this point. To know what is probably going to make me fucking get fucked up. It's usually dairy. It's usually a lot of other spices and stuff like that. But again, what did I have today? They had these bread rolls. And the bread rolls were delicious. So I ate probably three or four of them. And had a bunch of butter on them. And between that and the butter on the corn. And adding that stuff. It's too much. That's over the limit. And so, yeah. I'm paying a little bit of the price. Yeah, four food groups, good pyramid, all bullshit. We have a taste for meat and blood because you're predators, but since most of us sucked at you, you, evolved to live off plants because they can't outrun or kill us. Except for Day of the Triffids. And then you have to kill them with an ice cream truck. It's true. Coney's all day long. Fine. Eyedropper of butter effing the fucking <laughs> Ah, I ice cream and I'm destroyed. <laughs> but that's, uh, like I, I, and, and I can kind of feel it coming on. I almost know exactly when it's gonna happen i can feel the pressure sort of building up i'm like yeah uh here come the farts so i should probably go take the activated charcoal now because i need to take some medicine later um and speaking of which you take those medicines and i never had a doctor tell me don't take active activated charcoal just like when I first started taking, uh, some of my other blood medication. I can't remember what it was, but the doctor was like, oh, grape." They're like, oh, well, you know what I eat for breakfast? I was like, oh, for breakfast, I feel like you eat fairly health- healthy. Um, you know, I like to have a plain oatmeal with a little bit of honey and a grapefruit. Grapefruit? You can't be eating grapefruit! What? what why? That, that'll fucking kill you! Well, hey, asshole, why didn't you tell me about this when you first gave me this fucking medicine? Dumb son of a bitch. How was I supposed to fucking know? I didn't see anything on here where there's a giant warning label that said, Warning, don't eat a grapefruit or it will fucking kill you. Oh, now it's on that stuff. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot to tell you. You stupid asshole. I'm gonna suplex you off this fucking planet. Stupid schmuck. (laughs) <laughs> if you're bound up eating an ice cream sandwich oh ice cream sandwiches I can't even buy those because I'll eat the whole box mm. Mm. combination of a chocolate soft cookie with the soft serve Ugh. Mmm. Mm. And so yeah, as it turns out, eating a grapefruit with certain amounts of those medicines, what it does, is it changes the way your body absorbs the dose, and so instead of being sort of like a metered absorption thing, you hyper absorb it all at once, and that can cause you to have a fucking aneurysm and fucking kill you. Oh, oops! Sorry, forgot to tell you about that. Uh, yeah, don't eat a grapefruit while you take this medicine because it might kill you. Oh, also, you're supposed to take this medicine in the morning, which is when most people eat a fucking grapefruit. What do you think? You're like, I roll up in the middle of the day, like, oh, yeah, for lunch. What are you having, Lenny? Oh, I'm having my, uh, fucking tuna sandwich and a grapefruit. No, you eat it in the morning with your fucking breakfast. I'm going to be like, dude, I want to strangle you to death. Doc. <laughs> Dash got insanely sick of the doctor. True story. Some stomach bug or something. You were sick for a week. Ugh. So. I used to laugh. Because. Kellogg. Being another Michigan native. in his whole thing about how looking at and examining your ass, basically, and your poop, but that your colon health was, uh, so important. And wow, I used to think, what a wacko. But as it turns out, maybe it wasn't so crazy after all. Black Cat doesn't like grapefruit, luckily. It's one of the few plants she doesn't like. God, I love grapefruit. And I love that it doesn't taste anything like grapes at all. But I love grapefruit. God, I could eat a hundred grapefruits. Grapefruit juice is like... I may as well be like... I don't know. It's like angel juice. God, I just love it. Finally told Dash to get you a box of ice cream sandwiches and eat the whole thing. You didn't leave the bathroom all day. But afterwards, whenever you'd been sick, uh, with, was gone. Totally gone. You like grapefruit, would never suspect that it'd be a thing that'd do me a- Yeah, it will. It will kill you. You eat that with certain blood, uh, blood type medicines, and they can give you a aneurysm. Thanks for warning, dipshit. Where <laughs> on that one, dipshit? Thanks for telling me that I wasn't supposed to eat this. How the fuck am I supposed to know? Parents were old timers. You got sick. It was time for time for an animal black cat. Maybe you wouldn't have the... <laughs> been over. Uh oh! It's poop time in the black cat's poppy house. <laughs> mm, snakes. <laughs> Brown snakes. with that being said let's go ahead and wrap up this episode I hope that wasn't too gross for some of you but maybe some things to consider if your stomach doesn't feel so well otherwise stay safe keep the faith and all that good shit we'll see you again next time